Welcome back to Pin Pals, the podcast by pin makers for pin makers. Was that cheesy? It's the podcast about enamel pins. I'm your host, Eric from Warrior Pins, and thanks for tuning in. This episode is the 10th episode of season two. We successfully doubled the amount of episodes in season one, which is uh, pretty cool. Uh, 10 straight weeks of new interviews with some of the coolest people in the pin game. Uh, so I thought, you know, if that wasn't worthy of celebrating and calling out, I just got word that we've been renewed for season three. Boom. How about that? Uh, more information on that much, much later. Uh, we don't need to worry about that right now. Exciting. Yes. But season two is not over. We still have a bunch of fun interviews to share with you guys. So let's just jump into today's episode. Uh, you're going to hear my conversation with Nate from Screaming Pin Fidelities. Uh, if you're looking for some great insight into how pin makers can really tap into a niche, you're going to want to pay attention, get out those notebooks, and take some notes. Uh, Nate is doing an awesome job catering to the, the pop punk emo world. It's a really big world, but Nate is doing a great job at diversifying his pins while sticking to the niche and just making these cool Blink-182 pins and Say Anything and Dashboard Confessional. Like, they're really cool. And we get into the usual, uh, the pin making process. How do you market pins? How do you get the word out there? Uh, what it might be like to vend at an emo night. His pins are really cool. And we do it in an unboxing. We do a live unboxing. Nate was kind enough to send over some pins, so uh, I figured why not unbox them during our conversation. So uh, check that out. Uh, make sure that when you do hear that or see the unboxing, you let me know if you liked it. Uh, leave a comment. Uh, maybe we'll do more of that in the future. The last thing I want to mention is we have a new Buy Me A Coffee supporter. Join me in welcoming Tater from Tater Top Pin Shop. Uh, Tater glad to have you on board tater will be joining pin my ride and pins by charlie as monthly supporters of the podcast i couldn't be more thrilled guys girls they them he she it we're building a community here and this is awesome we're really creating a platform that's incredibly valuable and informative and i think pretty entertaining uh, to discuss pins and the people and the culture behind it. I mean, it's just fun, cool insight that we all can relate to. Uh, it's awesome, and I can't wait to see what the future holds. If you feel like supporting the podcast, please visit our Buy Me A Coffee page. The link will be in the show notes. With that being said, enjoy my interview with my pin pal, Screaming Pin Fidelities. I'm going to play you guys out with another original tune that will eventually be released on Spotify under the moniker The Nightly Noodle. Um, not really trying to promote my music or anything like that. Just having some fun with it. Figured, you know, why not? Really. Uh, well, appreciate each and every single one of you. Thanks again for listening. And remember, it's the little things in life. Welcome to Pin Pals, Nate. How is it going? Dude, it's going great. Uh, appreciate you asking me to be on here. Yeah, of course. You got some pretty cool pins that I can personally relate to. So I just saw it as an opportunity, one, to just get to know you, but two, talk music and relive some of like the glory days, as they say. <laughs> Absolutely. I think I saw you rocking an early November tea in a story or something, and I thought, all right, man, 
Most definitely. <laughs> they were one of my favorite bands. They were my favorite band growing up. So like all the music that I used to make back in the day, everyone would always tell me, yeah, I could hear the, like the Ace Enders, the early November influence in that. And I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. You know, but. Nice, nice. Definitely grew up on the old uh, drive-through record DVDs. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that was like the gateway for early November for a lot of individuals. So Yeah, for sure. I still throw those on from time to time. It's a wild ride. It's fun. For sure. All right, Nate. So let's just, you know, let's get to know you. Why don't you tell the listeners who you are and what Screaming Pinfidelities is all about. Cool. Nate, uh, I'm a husband, father of two, work a full-time job, uh, and then kind of outside of that in my spare time, you know, jumped into the, the pin world and, uh, you know, threw a spin on a dashboard confessional with Screaming uh, Pinfidelities. So I think my focus is really just hitting that pop punk emo culture as my, like, niche of pins. I love that. Right off the bat, there there is a specific niche. And I think that's also why I was excited to talk to you, because you were someone who's kind of like doubling down on that niche. And that's what you're sticking sure. to. And that's typically, you know, what works in terms of building uh, a loyal and engaging fan base. So mm-hmm. I kind of saw that through what you were doing. I was like, I got to have you on the pod. So tell me, what led you into creating Screaming Pinfidelities? Honestly, for me... Um kind of my first pin so i did uh a tribute to first date little pin there uh i honestly wanted to get into pins for years you know started seeing them on instagram and you know collecting a couple on the side here and there and you know i talked about this pin with my friends for probably at least two years you know and just never had the courage to do it and my neighbor great guy uh he actually my buddy drew the picture and, uh, you know, my neighbor surprised me and he ordered me 50 pins. Oh, wow. Just, yeah. He gave me that boost of like, you know, just go and do it. So he surprised me with 50 pins to get started and sort of took off from there. Oh, wow. So was he an artist and he was able to produce these pins to give to you or did he buy 50 from you? He just probably saw, you know, a sponsored ad for, you know, a middleman to make pins and he reached out and, did 50 pins and hooked me up with them to, to sell on my own. So super sweet of them. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Can you talk to me about the pin and like some of the features? Uh, yeah. So the buddy that uh, bought it for me, his name's Wade and he owns a, a photography videography company called AdLive Collective. Um, and then my one buddy, Rod drew it. And then I've got a guy that I mainly use a, a good buddy, I grew up playing in bands with, he does a lot of my backing cards. So, you know, I'd say features, you know, your, your standard pin, rubber backing, you know, boomer right there for you. But, you know, I, I think my little niche is the backing cards is so important to me. So the first date video, the van that they're rolling out in the smoke, uh, that that's the idea behind the backing card for it. Yeah. Wow. I love that. That's a really cool way to kind of get into the pin game. Yeah, for sure. Um, did that. And then I think, you know, listening to some of your podcasts, definitely used a middleman for, you know, two or three pins after that. And then I had an old motorcycle um, that, you know, wasn't riding, having kids, uh, not not doing that anymore. So uh, I sold the motorcycle and then, you know, just dumped all the money and making pins. Nice. Wow. 
Okay. That's not a story you hear too often on Pin Pals. I like it. For sure. How did you use that money uh, when you sold the motorcycle? How was it like divided up? How did you spend it? Was it just all pins? So for me, I bought an iPad Okay. to get Procreate and just start designing things on my own. Starting there, so got an iPad and then the rest of that, I threw it all to ordering a, a number of pins and backing cards. Okay, very cool. I like that. So tell me, so this is after you have worked with a middleman. At this point, were you contacting a manufacturer? How, what was the process of getting these pins made once you came in this money? My last package from the middleman, you know, it had the address, not the address of the manufacturer on it, but like the city or state in, in China. And so I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to Google this and whatever pin manufacturer comes up because I think at that time, you know, I wasn't getting hit by pin manufacturers through IG just yet. Yeah. So, you know, I, <laughs> I, I rolled I rolled the dice and picked a manufacturer and, and just went with it. Okay, cool. And the, and the process was, uh, was pretty smooth, no hiccups or anything like that. Yeah. Overall pretty smooth. My first pin was really good. Um, and then, you know, after that, I think we all know not every pin's going to be perfect. And, you know, listening to your podcast, there's so much advice uh, hearing other individuals talk about working with manufacturers, testing, trying, you know, to really land that quality that you're looking for. Yeah, it definitely, I would always say never settle for the first one. You know, even if it's your first pin, definitely reach out to multiple manufacturers. But it sounds like you were, you know, pretty pleased overall with them. Mm -hmm. Was there anything special about them or were they just, you know, your typical one, one and a half inch soft enamel? Yep, exactly. Just one and a half. And that's what your recent podcast, you know, hearing everybody talk about different metals and stuff. I'm like, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there one of these days. Yeah, it definitely, you know, once you start getting some like pins in that you're like, oh, wait, this isn't like how I wanted it to look, then maybe like that's when it's like, okay, maybe I should look into that. It took me a little while to learn uh, a few things. And just recently, I learned that you can just kind of talk to your manufacturer and have them print out the backing cards, put the pins on them, and then put them in like plastic baggies. Mm -hmm. Five years, I was not doing that. You know, I was wasting all this time, you know, getting my my little sister to help, my my partner to help, like, you know, pack these orders and stuff. Yeah. So it, it you learn on the way, you know, yeah. it is what it is. It's all good. I think for me, I kind of love the process. I'm sure, you know, just being small you know, with my orders and things like that, that I, I truly love packaging my pins. It, it's, you know, I think we all love holding that physical product in your hand that, you know, throw on Netflix and just go to town and start packaging pins. So. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. There is some sort of like solitude. I don't know if that's the right word. When you're just packing orders, you kind of just get into a groove. I love checking in on like the customer history, seeing if they've ordered before, trying to throw in a couple freebies and stuff like that. It's always a good time, you know, because yeah. like, you know, we're an online business, so we don't necessarily have a lot of opportunities to communicate with our customers. You know, there are a couple people on IG who are just like, oh, we're throwing up like the fire symbol, the hands up and stuff like that. And those guys are awesome. But, you know, this is just a fun way to kind of like make their experience with your brand kind of stand out. Yeah, absolutely. I like it. Very cool. All right. So I can't wait. Nate was kind enough 
And I'm sorry if you're listening to this, but I'm holding up a package. Nate was kind enough to send over some pins. And I figured it would be kind of fun to do an unboxing of these pins live. Let's just, I'm just going to jump right into it. I was like, should I ask you a question? I don't know. I just want to like. Yeah. Can't remember what I was in there. So. (laughs) All right. We are opening it up. Just going to town and it is, it is packed. (laughs) Oof. All right. There's a lot of goodies in here. All right. I'm going to have, I'm going to hold it up and I'm going to have you describe it. How about that? Cool. That works. All right. I think this is your latest release. So yeah. Uh, little aliens exist release. One of my favorite backing cards threw in a lot of like little hidden details in there. Um, but Tom, Tom DeLong as an alien. So I feel very fitting for his stage of life right now. <laughs> this is great. I just want to like open it up. I love looking at like the details and getting close up on the pins. So with that one, you know, threw in some lyric references, super close. You know, it says case number 182 on one of the files. And then actually the one date on there is Tom's birthday. So, <laughs> you know, I'm sure for some super fans, if they get it and really take a good look, you know, snuck, snuck in a little, a uh, couple Easter eggs in there. Definitely. I love that little touch. That is nice. Okay. That is cool. I love, and I, I wish I could do this more often and I'm trying to make an effort, but I love just like having a unique backing card for every pin. It really helps kind of paint the picture, tell the story, just make the experience a little bit more unique. I'm guilty of just getting the same backing card printed out in different colors and just using that. But, you know, they're color-coded with the turtles. You order a Mikey pin, you're going to get an orange backing card with that pin. So I think that's kind of like a nice little thing. When you order like a whole set, it's nice and colorful, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Moving on. Okay, definitely one of my favorite bands growing up. This album, Take This To Your Grave, was a banger. Oh, I remember sophomore year. Tell us about this one, Nate. Look at this. So this was my first pin with the manufacturer. Okay. So I did the pin on Procreate, and then uh, my buddy, Brother Volcano, did the backing card. So, uh, you know, I think the pieces really to match the album as close as I can. So always try to have the name website, you know, the, the ad screaming pin fidelities, um, put high pin fidelity on there and just was super pleased with this. Did some blue, uh, rubber backings. Yeah. I like that. Very nice touch. And I try to name all my pins and, you know, have a pun. So take this pin to your grave. But, um, you know, one of the, (laughs) some of my first couple pins, you know, the backing card, um, the back of it doesn't have anything. So, you know, another way to kind of put your brand out there to, if you can put stuff on the back, you know, throw the logo and put a little message. And if you name your pins, you know, put that on there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Look at that. It does say, take this pin to your grave. That is pretty yeah. cool. That is very cool. Nice little details right there. We still got some more stuff in here. Yeah. I think I know what this one is. Actually, I don't know what this one is. I think you snuck this one in. Oh, that's Phoebe Bridgers. Oh, that's who that is. Okay, yes. Yeah. That is right. I remember seeing it. For sure. So this one, I think, um, you know, a little bit outside of pop punk, like emo window, but 
Um, she does a lot of stuff with Connor Oberst and is tied into that scene and is a true emo kid at heart. And I think she has interviews, you know, loving the genre of music that I fall in. So a good friend of mine that I met, you know, through IG, uh, Christy G had that design. And I said, you know, do you want to make it a pin? And she said, absolutely. So cool collaboration with her. She comes on my uh, Spotify radio whenever I listen to Pine Grove. There you go. Yeah, see? <laughs> Perfect. All right, there's still some more stuff. All right, let's see. Let's just... Okay, a really cool sticker. Oh, I love it. It's the little things, all the small things. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Oh, I love that jacket. Love the jean jacket. Classic. 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 Classic dashboard confessional sticker. And we have the matching matching pin right there there you go screaming pin fidelities yeah i honestly was sitting on this one for a while <laughs> that i thought it'd be awesome to do chris caraba as the emo king my friend christy g did the backing card you know to replicate the unplugged session so yeah i remember going to fye to buy that cd i have it somewhere around and for sure. I love what you did with the tattoos too, just like the blotches of color. Like that looks really cool. Yeah, that was her style. I know when she reached out, she's like, this is kind of how I do tattoos. And I said, do it up. You know, it looks great. That is awesome. Oh man, Nate, thank you so much for, for sending these over. Absolutely. Ooh, look at all that fire. Dang. All right, man. So Back to the podcast and regularly asked questions. You know, when, when making these pins, what do you think has been the most challenging thing so far? Not just these pins in particular, but just your entire pin journey. What's been something very challenging? I recently pulled all my album covers that I was doing off because I think I just sat there and went back and forth. Where I look at pins, you know, I think so many of us, it's truly fan art. We're making things that we love, you know, to pay tribute or honor to, you know, something that's nostalgic to us, something that we truly love. But, you know, I, I toss back and forth, like, am I kind of taking away from the artist with such like an exact replica? And, you know, I'm doing some bigger bands that probably aren't impacted by it. So that was just like an internal struggle with me that it's like, should I do this? Should I focus on more inspired by the band original designs? you know, maybe teeter the line a little bit, but not like an exact replica of their album. Um, so that was the biggest challenge and, you know, kind of tossed it back and forth. And, you know, my goal right now with them is the, yes, people order, I'll just toss them in for free to, to unload some of that inventory and hopefully people, you know, enjoy getting a free pin, but just that internal struggle and challenge, like, you know, am I crossing a line? Am I not? So Sure. I, I, you know, for some reason, I feel like that's a very valid struggle, challenge, thought, however mm -hmm. you want to like, you know, look at it. I feel like there's a lot of kind of like those questions being asked and a lot of like pin groups and stuff like that, mm -hmm. you know, with everything that's successful and that people are into, there are going to be haters too who kind mm -hmm. of like bring that kind of stuff up. So I understand, you know, the internal struggle. I think everyone as a pin maker, you know, when we're working off stuff that's not necessarily ours and stuff that's a lot bigger than us. Yeah, you kind of start asking yourself something. So I, I, I think we can all relate. 
And I think it's a really awesome move to kind of just focus on original art. We're trying to do that ourselves. So that's pretty cool. I've had success. Like Christy G had a podcast and Chris Caraba talked about my pin. So, you know, that was super cool. Um, And then even the band Further Seems Forever, you know, some spikes when I sell some pins, sometimes it's super quiet. And I woke up to like 12 orders and I'm like, what the heck happened? I'm like, somebody shared this. And I had no clue. And then um, I checked my Facebook and uh, the band shared and like, hey, did everybody see this pin? So I'm like, that's super cool. So I think part of it's probably reaching out and asking. And I don't know a lot of band members or anything like that. So, you know, if I ever get in the position where I can work with them, I'd love to do that. So, you know, maybe down the road with different projects. Yeah, for sure. Man, I feel like a lot of people are like, I wish I could work with this or I wish I could work with that. So I say, just reach out to those people when you're ready, of course, because it can be a lot. You kind of want to have a plan. Maybe you want to have like a mock up or two or something solid. You don't want to just be like, hey, man, let's do this and it'll be awesome. And just like it's just another like dud DM, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think it's very possible like so we talked about the early november i remember when they were releasing their last album lilac i reached out to joe the guitarist and i was like hey man you guys make pins i i I make pins and i would love to help you guys make pins if you're trying to promote the new album and stuff like that turns out they already had contacted a manufacturer about making pins but he was like really nice over email and uh you know maybe if i had sent that email a little earlier that could have been me who was making the pins yeah for sure. But, you know, you have nothing to lose trying to reach out to the band directly, especially if you're like, I don't know, just really nice about it and really genuine and you have good intentions. You send enough DMs, some, someone will reply. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do you have any advice for folks looking to get into the pin game? Yeah, I think, um, you know, your podcast, number one, anyone looking to get in the pin game, I think so much knowledge and information has dropped i mean you have some seasoned veterans uh talking about you know challenges with pins this sunday i actually turn one years old uh with the company so i'm learning pin by pin and i think your pin company can truly be whatever you want it to be you know there's individuals that have multiple avenues that they work on you know then there's somebody like me where i try to stay focused with my genre of pins and I think you can hustle or you can you know do what you want to do I don't post every other day I don't you know repeat the same post over and over that you know if if I want to post I post I don't get caught up in the Instagram world and the algorithm and all of that that you know I just try to let it be natural so you know set realistic goals for yourself you know I think for me goal number one was to sell a pin so you know, take that as a win and honestly do what you want to do with it. I love that. Set realistic goals. Yeah. Really important. Really important. We're not the first design that you come out with. You are not going to sell all 50 or hundred unless you pre-order, then, you know, yeah, great advice. And I just have to say, it's an honor to share my birthday with screaming Pinfidelity's birthday. There you go, man. <laughs> very cool that's awesome also there's actually one more pin in the envelope and i was like oh man he didn't send the one that i was like really looking forward to but i'm pretty sure that this is it pretty sure yes yes (laughs) yeah 
Yeah. Oh, this is the say anything is a real boy like tree branch on the on the record cover. I guess a nose tree branch. The right? nose tree branch. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, with this one, this one, I tried to go a different route with a backing card, and it's pretty flimsy, and it, it's one of those things that drives me nuts. But no, uh, no logo on the back or anything. So one of my early designs, but I love definitely, it. Definitely, definitely one. You know, nice, clean, clean backing card matches the album. Yes, and this this was like one of my favorite albums. Again, matching, nice little touch with the rubber backings, the same color as the album. This is what I'm definitely gonna rock. And it's like if you know, you know. If you know, you know. That's what looking at anybody looks at it. You know a tree branch but if you know you know yeah oh man that's awesome let me just okay yeah, yeah, we're done <laughs> nothing else <laughs> i appreciate it thank you so much nate yeah absolutely so let's talk marketing for a minute how do you get the word out there about your pins honestly for me my goal is that my followers i just hope that they share it that you know they they have a nostalgia vibe with the pin and you know when they get it uh, you know, they post about it, share a story, you know, check out Screaming Pin Fidelities. And, you know, I hope that organic growth from there that people, people, you know, come over, check out the IG and, you know, like the content that I put out there and, and give me a follow. That's my advice for, I don't have an Etsy account. Screaming Pin Fidelities is too many characters. So never, <laughs> never signed up. So advice for some, for some pin uh, makers, I could, I could shorten it down, but, uh, you know, if you want to be on Etsy, double check the characters before naming your brand. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah, I went to log in and I, I forget it's like 23 and, and mine exceeds it by like two or something. So, yeah. And then marketing um, and like content. I've got two good friends, the buddy that bought me my first pin AdLib Collective. And then I've got a, another great friend this year, Photo Company, that they helped me out taking some killer photos. Um, I try to you know, have clean, sharp images uh, for all of my posts. So you definitely do. That was one thing that did stand out. You know, I, I think it's cool that, you know, you're not necessarily posting every day because that can lead to some like severe burnout. But what you are posting is quality content. And I think that's, you know, a, more important in the long run of things. And, and it looks great on the website, too. What platform are you using? I use Squarespace. Squarespace. Okay, cool. Yeah. How's that working out? I mean, for what I'm using it for, great. But again, listening to your podcast and hearing everybody talk about Shopify, I'm like, oof, I got to do a little research, do a little homework, uh, just hearing about all the features and how it seems like a super smooth platform. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't mean to say like, oh, how's that going? You know, like thinking that like Squarespace was like less superior. Squarespace is a great platform. Squarespace is actually where we are hosting pinpalspodcast.com. They got their strengths and, and weaknesses just like any other, you know, e-commerce platform and stuff like that. But I don't think that there are too many people who I've talked to who are on Squarespace. So that's why I, I asked. I was just like genuinely interested in no problems like printing out labels and stuff like that from the back end? No. So through Squarespace, everything um, took a little, you know, trial and error to truly figure out the website. But, you know, orders come in, able to, you know, fulfill the orders, get the shipping out to everyone. And then it just directs me to PayPal. 
and that's where I can do all my, you know, if I have a successful day with maybe 12 orders or something, I can, you know, bulk that shipping and print them all out. But, you know, for what I'm doing with my pin company, it's a pretty smooth, pretty painless over there. Cool. Well, that's good to hear. Squarespace is uh, pretty affordable too. Last time I checked, I don't, I don't know what it is for to sell products, but definitely cheaper than Shopify. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do the annual and I can't remember what it is, but you know, of course found like the 15 or 20% off and <laughs> yeah. It's some random podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Did that. And you know, I've been uh, doing it since. So. Yeah. Well, that's cool that you're not, uh, you know, there's, there's no hiccups or anything like that. It's just another cool platform and their templates are awesome. Super easy. Yeah. What other social media platforms are you on? I think you mentioned Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, mainly, mainly Instagram's my, my go-to and then just link everything to Facebook. Uh, Don't put a lot of effort into it. Uh, You know, doing the cheap route where just copy everything over to Facebook. But for me right now, it's truly just Instagram as my main, main source. Cool. It's definitely uh, one easier on the mind to not have to think about multiple platforms, but you just go all in on Instagram. Mm-hmm. All in. Yep. I love it. Yeah. That's hearing about, you guys talked about TikTok and all of that. And I see it. And <laughs> it's, it's probably my age where I'm like, I just don't know if I can go down that road just yet. Yeah. It's just, just seems like a lot and I'm not there. Yeah, I don't. I haven't made a TikTok probably. Oh, well, I'm starting to promote the podcast on the Warrior Pins TikTok. But prior to that, I was like, I need to step away from this. Like, this is just too much. Because then you get sucked into the feed of all the BS, and it's just like, what am I watching? Like, yeah. come on. Like, I should be editing the podcast instead of watching <laughs> the stuff. For sure. And it's crazy. But like I say in all the other episodes, I think it's important to be aware, at least have a presence. If you're going to make an account, you know, throw up a couple posts and and, and have fun with it. Explore because it's just like every new platform that comes out is going to be what we rave about the Instagram glory days, but just on a different platform. So you just kind of have to work it and, you know, experiment and see if it works. You ever need help with TikTok, man? Let me know. Maybe I'll make you some TikToks. I got some pins here. How about that? There you go. <laughs> and that's where I think it's it's time being a dad, you know, and, and doing this on the side that it, it's, you know, a hobby, little passion project for myself that, you know, if time frees up and I can really dive deep into the world and I love it. Try new things. So, you know, time time's huge for everyone. Yes, absolutely. What's your favorite way to connect with your audience? Honestly, just through post. And then, I mean, anyone that reaches out through a message, you know, engage there, um, you know, it's super cool to get any feedback from individuals that, you know, reach out, you know, just to say, love your pin, share your content. Uh, you know, it's, it's super exciting. So that's, that's the main thing, just normal post and if individuals message, you know, have conversations. Nice. Yeah. I always love to expand those conversations. Like, Hey, how mm-hmm. are you? How's it going? Who was your favorite Ninja Turtle? Oh, is that so? Yeah. I love it. Well, maybe because we're also, you know, at the end of the pandemic, but still <laughs> craving more interaction with people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So do you do any advertising 
on social media or Google or anything like that? I've only done one sponsored post. I did a giveaway a while back um, with some individuals and, and, you know, thought, yeah, I'll throw 20 bucks towards a sponsored post. Um, so no, everything I've done, you know, I, I broke a thousand followers under a year. So, you know, again, setting realistic goals, that was super exciting to do that, that like, no, 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 no advertising. Okay. I don't know if you heard that motorcycle <laughs> yeah. going by. Yeah. I live on a pretty busy street and I don't have anything isolated. Yeah. So I asked you that question because I was going to ask, this is something I'm, I'm, I'm asking kind of workshopping in a couple episodes, but if, you know, if you had a marketing budget of a hundred dollars given to you, maybe by your neighbor, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, for sure. How do you think that you would want to spend it, you know, after doing this for uh, nearly a year? Um, I'd consider, I mean, definitely doing some sponsored posts here and there um, and huge on freebies and orders. So, you know, an extra hundred bucks can be an extra order of stickers to throw in your package. So um, everyone loves free stuff with their pins. So you throw in that sticker, um, you know, I did this little postcard. uh, So, you know, things like that. That's exactly what I'd be throwing a hundred bucks towards. I like that. That's really cool. We got to make something smaller like this too. We got like regular sized square postcards, but they're kind of like not as thick as this. This is nice, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a guy um, that did the jacket. Uh, His Instagram's J-A-F-E-E-82. He's from the UK and, you know, he reached out originally and was talking to me. He does... um, flash art prints and he does like you know different band lyrics and each each page is for separate bands so you know him and i started a great relationship through ig and we were chatting he said you know anything i can do for you and said i've got this idea for the denim you've come to flare the most and uh, he hooked me up with it it is really cool uh you got your own pins on here which is dope but i i just get a close-up on the threading of that patch is very real. <laughs> yeah. That's very cool. For sure. And then that's, you know, a nice way that I can write my little handwritten note to each customer. Yeah, that's really nice. I did like that. Thank you, Nate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever vended at any shows? No, no. So, I mean, starting in COVID, never vended at shows. And that's what, for me, with my market... I've never been to an emo night or anything, but that would be something that I would want to venture into. Like um, I'm probably like an hour and a half away from Pittsburgh. And, you know, I know they have different emo nights there where it's like, could I set up a table? Cause that would be my audience coming in. That is literally your audience. To listen to some pop punk tunes. So it may not be a pin show, but you know, listening to your podcast, hearing about vending and, and what, what can you do to get in front of your specific audience, that that would be um, an avenue that, you know, once things start opening up, try to maybe venture out and go to some emo nights if they'd allow me to sell, you know, my pins there, because I think it'd be a great way to meet customers, get new followers and, and have that connection. Oh, yeah. I've never been to an emo night. I want to go so bad. There was one where uh, Ace and Kenny from the starting line showed up. I think it was like down in Philly. Oh, man. What a kill to be there. Yeah. 
But that's really cool. I could totally see your pins kind of just as like, you know, back there with all the merch and stuff like that. I can just see it being a hit. That is your audience. It's like the perfect, that's even better than going to patches and pins, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you got to make that happen. Yeah. I'm sure there'd be individuals that, that, you know, would, it would hit home with, but that is truly my audience right there checking out these pins and, you know, relating to it and, and grabbing one. That is cool. Well, you know, maybe you can also think about like warp tour and stuff like that, that come through. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. I mean, that's also your audience right there. <laughs> For sure. Probably more uh, DMs trying to get into stuff like that, like bigger tours, because, you know, they're probably, you know, more constraints than maybe like a, you know, a local, local Pittsburgh base, somebody throwing an emo night where it's like, can I sneak in here? Will you let me sell some pins? Yeah. yeah. Well, you yeah. know, dream big, maybe one day. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That'd be cool. Going on tour with Warp Tour with your pins. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. I've always wanted to do some sort of tour. Like I want to look at who, like what cities have ordered the most from us. And then, like, mm. visit them or do some sort of tour poster. Actually, with one of the releases of our um, our rock and roll Raphael pin, which is based, I, I'm looking at my pin board right now. I'm trying to find it. It was one of the last ones that we released. We Once we sold out of them, everyone who ordered it, I wanted to take their city, their town, their state, oh. and put it into a poster that I'll design and print that out. And then someday or throughout my lifetime, just check off like these cities and like do an official warrior pins meetup, even if it's only with like the other one other person who like bought the pin. I think that would be uh, pretty cool. I've always wanted to take the pins out on the road and like yeah. do the show, have a van and just like sling pins <laughs> like from there, not in a creepy way. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that poster idea is uh, rad, even even for a little piece of artwork for your 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 place. I'd, I'd do that be. up. Yeah. Yeah. A little tour poster of everyone that bought one. Oh, uh, every snap. city. That's super cool, man. Just having fun with it. That That's for it sure. Came out of nowhere. I didn't release the pin thinking that idea. I'm like, oh, how do I make this like more fun? And how do I connect with my audience? And it's like putting their city right on a postcard. I would probably honestly just like mail them out in an envelope mm -hmm. to everyone who's ordered it and put it up for sales, like a nice print or something like that. But yeah. Oh man, I need to revisit that idea. I need to push those, uh, those <laughs> pins. <laughs> yeah. That's such a cool idea. Cool. So before we move on to the Q and a rapid fire, what have you, do you have any final marketing advice for our audience? Honestly, I think just be true to who you are. You know, however you want to run your business, however you want to do it. If you want to grind, you want to hustle, do it. If you want to, you know, sell some pins and, and throw some posts out there and try to build an audience organically, you know, just do it up Do however you want to do it. There shouldn't be anything holding you back. If this is something you want to do, just go for it. There are tons of excuses that we can all make. I've made a ton. Nate, you're married and you have two kids. Like you're, and you're still doing it. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's what, for me, I mean, I sat on my first pin for, I even sat on my first pin. Like I had it and sat on it, just, you know, nervous to take that, that leap into it. And I told myself, well, I need another pin. I just can't have one pin and start my business. 
but that's not true. Could have just threw it out there and started from there. And then honestly, after I, I had my pin, you know, I was got the backing card, got it up. And then Tom DeLong shared this whole boomer line. And I was like, oh boy, uh, you know, miss, miss my mark there. And I almost thought like, I can't sell this. And then it's like, yeah, I can just do it. Um, you don't have to sit and wait, um, you know, put your designs out there and see what happens. You have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Again, this is relative, but it's, you know, kind of an insignificant, not an insignificant amount, but it's a low amount of money, you know, take a risk. That's what risks mm-hmm. are all about. You're going to lose something. If you're going to only lose a couple hundred dollars, then be happy. It's only a couple hundred dollars and that's it. You know, applaud yourself for giving it a shot. Yeah. And I think one advice I have, you know, if you sell out of pins and, and you got a good following, awesome. Like that, take that as a huge win. But if not, I mean, pins, like you mentioned, not a crazy expense, but it's just inventory that you have. Um, that when people do discover you, you know, they'll be grabbing those pins that maybe aren't, you know, selling off the shelves or anything. So, you know, even if a pin doesn't do great, it's solid inventory that when somebody finds you, you know, they may grab that or free pins that you throw in order. So, and I think when you're as niche and that niche isn't like huge, I think it's just natural. I think it's just normal for it to kind of take time, you know not necessarily going to sell out if you're unless you have like a huge following or a big name attached to it so you know it, it's managing those expectations you're just kind of like yeah keeping it real and being like i know i'm not going to sell out of a bunch but you know to those that, that do buy them these are people who are connecting with this pin and that's like pretty freaking fulfilling for sure 100 <laughs> percent. all right man so um, Q&A to wrap up this lovely episode of Pin Pals. Are you the type of person who prefers soft enamel or hard enamel pins? Soft enamel. Okay, why is that? I've, I've never ventured down hard enamel, but I just look at a soft enamel. I love the grooves. I love, you know, just the texture of it. You know, that's, that's what I, I really like about soft enamel. I dig that. Yeah, me too. What's been the most recent addition to your pin collection? I just got a pin from um, a company called Dead Disco. That uh, it's a alien uh, spaceship with uh, a ray coming down, and it says, uh, "I'm not like you." So I'll probably be doing a post here soon with uh, that pin and, and my pin as a, a good combo. Yeah, that does sound like a great combo. All right, we'll make sure that we post that up. When this episode drops, what's a pin that you cannot live without? <laughs> it's a silly question. <laughs> For sure. I uh, thought of this. Um, I know you, you ask like, everyone's like, you know, what's your first pin? I never grew up going to Disney, so I have no, <laughs> no, no uh, Disney <laughs> pin. But, you know, pretty new to this that um, my first pin that I, you know, a classic uh, was by Doss Bootleg. He does some like cool uh movie themed shirts that are all black and white but uh it's the drive um jacket pin which i've seen other pin makers do but you know just love this movie and honestly that was my first uh pin as an adult that i I bought and started from there i like that that's nice that looked clean that looked like a hard enamel pin uh it's soft oh damn you fool you got me yeah yeah What is your favorite pin hashtag to use on Instagram? Trying to trying to think, uh, probably just 
I think Pin Game Strong is a classic for me to throw oh, that out there. He's a Pin Game Strong person. All right. Yeah. I respect that. I can get behind that. I'm also Pin Game Strong. I think I have that book somewhere. It's not within arm's reach. But Pin Lord came out with a book called Pin Game Strong. And it's just like... okay little coffee table book shows you ins and outs of enamel pins and highlighting all these makers, but yeah, cool. Anyway. Yeah. A staple in most pin makers, hashtag sets. I have not purchased or uh, that book. I've, I've looked at it, never purchased it as well. Um, but yeah, such a cool little book. Did I say purchased? I meant to say someone gave it to me. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Anyways, what's your favorite place to rock a pin? Hat. Hundred percent. I mean, love a bag, but I'm a hat person, so you know, a nice way to throw a little pin up there. Me too, but it's hard to back that me too statement up when I have a naked hat. I just got this hat in today, so I haven't had a chance to figure out what I'm going to to put in it. What what kind of hats are you rocking nowadays? Because I'm thinking about making hats, so I just want to talk to people about hats. Me too. My my neighbor with his company, he he typically makes like a hat every year. Um, always get a free one, so love it. Um, I I, I want to make a hat as well. Um, I think just because I want my own hat, so I rock a couple different hats. Like I've got a wool hat. I've got, you know, your like classic. He's got his hats on standby. Baseball hat, yeah, yeah. He's wearing nice. it earlier before the podcast, so there you go. Rocking my own little pin on the hat. There um, you go. I see it. Yeah, there's so many different styles. Yeah, there's a bunch, and and I have a bunch. I love wearing hats. I have your snapbacks, your dad mm-hmm. hats, your five mm-hmm. panels, all that stuff. Your fitteds. And that's cool when like you're a person who wears all these hats, but when it comes to actually making them, it's like, uh, what do I do? I, like I'm finding myself just throwing out polls on, on the feed and just having people be like, just tell me like what you prefer, like because that's probably what we're gonna make if enough people say so. But I'm seeing like dad hats or like the five panel hats being one of the two that I'll probably make. Yeah, that's what I've looked at. I think five panel um, seems classic. Yeah, that this is what that's what I'm rocking right now. My buddy Underground Dojo, nice, uh, makes a bunch of like cool and TMNT inspired stuff. This hat was for sale on his site, so I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna pick it up because I love the color. I love the light gray, but I love yeah. like the neon. Like it almost glows like in the video. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. And it's made out of nylon, which I think keeps it nice and light and breathable. So like going out on a hike, like I can dip my head in water, dip the hat in water, not really worry about it. It's got this like modern clasp. It's not your like classic snapback, but yeah, it's still pretty cool. And I'm like, I got this. I'm like, damn, I could definitely see like a turtle <laughs> right in the front. So sure. if you're listening, leave a comment. Let me know what kind of hats you want. Let me know what kind of hats you want Nate to make. Let me know what kind of hat collab you want to see between the two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I could go on and on. Okay. But cool. That's your favorite place to rock a hat or rock a pin. Excuse me. A lot of hat talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you a Ninja Turtle fan, man? Yes. I mean, my son, uh, I think it's on Hulu right now. I don't know what era it is but the 2012 series the animated one 
Yeah. Yeah. So he's been throwing that on, but for me, um, growing up nineties. Uh, so the classic cartoon of, of the Ninja Turtles and then, uh, always, nice. uh, what is it? Secret of the ooze number two. Yeah. That, that's my jam. That is my jam. Uh, when it comes to turtles. All right. Okay. So I started doing this. I think I want to continue doing this, but I'm having a tough time reading you, Nate. I like to figure out kind of who everyone's favorite Ninja Turtle is. It could be one Ninja Turtle. It could be multiple Ninja Turtles. I'm having a hard time picking a vibe from you, my friend. You know, the cop-out answer is I could see all four of them in you, you know? Mm, But if I had to pick one, Nate, you seem calm, cool, collected. You got your together, you know? You're slinging pins. You got some cool guitars, making music. Got the family. You got it. I'm going to go, ooh, I keep going back and forth between Leo or Donatello. Like you're going to sway my decision with that and be like, yeah, I honestly, <laughs> I'd say my favorite turtle, uh, Mikey, all the way. Oh, Mikey. Yes. Love a, you know. I could see the Mikey in you for sure. You threw that up a couple times. I'm like, oh. yeah, <laughs> I do that all the time as well. Damn, Mikey. All right, man. Well, that just means that we're going to have to, uh, Sit down, have some pizza, so I don't make that mistake ever again. Absolutely. I want to see the inner Mikey in you. Yeah. That doesn't sound creepy, does it? No. <laughs> so life is full of regrets, unfortunately. Regrets happen. It's, it, it, it is what it is. What is one regret that you have with the pin business? Small regret. One of those like little things is just my first couple backing cards wish I had logo on the back you know a little little blurb um i don't i mean i i don't take my my pins too serious you know not looking to make okay. a lot of money so you know it's just i don't know if i have too many my regrets would probably be just waiting like you know i think we all get wrapped up in our mind like you know that that instagram write-up's got to be perfect but it doesn't you know probably most people don't even read them uh, the whole way through uh or don't even see them don't even see them. Yeah, that too. So uh, I think sometimes it's just the waiting um, and thinking like, ah, that's not, not right. You know, just put it out there. I like that. You sound like, again, someone who's just, you know, who knows what he wants. And, and it's just mm-hmm. like, you're okay with, with where things are with the pins and how it's going. That I'm picking up and I love that. Thanks. Thanks, dude. Yeah, no problem, man. What's life like as a pin maker it's more hectic as a, a parent uh <laughs> life is a i mean life as a pin maker i think for all pin makers truly holding the design the final product in your hands is just where it's at you know makes you feel so good and then you know when people share your content rock your pins i mean huge win yeah for sure i guess you know in a pin maker sort of way, it's like having a baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, watching it grow and then you, you let it out there. Yeah. Uh, so would you say that that's probably the most rewarding thing about being a pin maker? Yeah. I mean, we make pins because we want people to wear them. You know, we want people to rep them, uh, you know, talk about them. So that, that's the most rewarding thing. I like that. Yeah. 
That is very true. Last question, Nate. I like to end the podcast by asking all of my guests this, just because I think it's a cool little unique question, asking about the little things in life. What are they for you, Nate? Right now, uh, hanging out with my family, uh, hanging out with my kids. I have a four-year-old and a six-month-old, so, you know, spending time with them. That's number one. I love Those that. Those are the little things. That's it, man. Yeah. I love that. Well, Nate, you made it to the end of Pin Pals. How do you feel? I love it, dude. It's uh, an honor to be asked to be on your Pin Pin uh, podcast. Super cool. Super exciting. Oh, man, thank you. Of course, I had to have you on here. Again, I could relate to these pins. Uh, this was really cool, and it's not a matter of getting, like, the biggest or best names out there or anything like that. You know, we all can relate to each other. I guess because I'm calling the shots, I just relate to your pin. So I'm like, I just want to talk to this dude. He seems pretty cool. And the pins look great. So I just want to thank you for your time. Thank you for sending these these pins. I can't wait to start throwing them up on, on the gram and on my jacket and on my hats and just go crazy. Thank you again, Nate. Really appreciate it. Appreciate it. Again, thank you. And I'll share this because by the time the podcast comes out, but uh, this will be my newest release. It is a little make pin shore pin right here. So I'll be dropping this on my one year anniversary. Love it. Love it. Send that over to you, man. Thank you. Oh, oh man. You don't have to do that. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to give you the floor. Feel free to uh, shout out any of your homies or homieettes. Uh, tell the people where they can find you and what you have going on. Cool. You can find Screaming Pin Fidelities, Instagram, Facebook. Again, IG is the, the main source that I throw out everything on. Um, honestly, couldn't do this company without uh, the support of my friends that, you know, give me feedback, let me bounce ideas off of them. So AdLib Collective, photo, video company here in Pennsylvania great, great individuals. Uh, Brother Volcano, he does all my backing cards. Uh, he does his own original art, super creative. Christy G, uh, somebody I've met through IG, just a great person. She she rocks a podcast as well. And then this year photo company, my buddy Corey that helps me out with uh, doing photos. Those are my, those are my homies that truly uh, support me with this. I love it. Big shout out to the support system. You guys are uh, doing something special. And got a and I got a buddy named Rod that's done uh, some drawings for me. So, very cool. Well, Nate, thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure. I can't wait to play with these pins like a little kid in his toys. I appreciate it, and I hope one of these days our paths cross either at an emo night, patches and pins expo. We'll figure it out. I think we're both on the East Coast, so we'll try and make that happen. Cool. Thank you again, man. No problem. Have a good one. We'll talk soon. Have a good one.